Hey everybody, and Merry Almost Christmas to you. You are listening to the Enlighten Me podcast, and I'm your host, Mackenzie. Super pumped to have you here today. For this episode, I got to interview a dear friend of mine, Emily Chapel. Emily is a wife, a mom, an English teacher, and a self-proclaimed literary snob, and she is also a Noonday ambassador. If you haven't heard of the Noonday collection before, you're going to learn all about it in this episode. Emily was introduced to Noonday through the adoption of their son from Uganda. At that time, she would say she didn't care a whole lot about fashion and hardly ever wore jewelry, but she fell in love with the values of the company, and you're going to do the same. Noonday Collection is a fair trade, court B direct sales fashion and jewelry company that is making an impact across the globe. Noonday employs artisans from countries around the world where these people might not otherwise have an opportunity for employment. Their jewelry and accessories are gorgeous and all handmade with love, and better yet, they are fairly and ethically made. In this conversation, you're going to learn about the company's history, its values, Emily's personal experiences working for Noonday and why she loves it, and a little bit about her story too. You're also going to get to hear about a trip to Peru that she got to take last summer with Noonday and what it was like for her to meet some of the artisans that are making this jewelry. While our focus is mostly on Noonday collection throughout this convo, we also talk about the bigger picture of asking the question, who made my clothes? And starting to think about what I love to call the labor behind the label. My hope for this episode is that it gets you thinking about the way that you shop, what you're purchasing, and asking the important questions of where it was made and who it was made by and how that person was treated. This is becoming a more and more popular topic as more and more companies are going the fair trade and court B route, which is awesome and I love it, but they need our support. They need to see that this is what consumers want. So that's what Emily and I are talking about today, and I am convinced that by the end of this, you will have fallen in love with Noonday just like Emily did and just like I have. As you all know, it's just a few days left before Christmas, which is a little bit scary, but mostly fun. I'm feeling super excited, and I wanted to release this episode in conjunction with a time where there's a lot of shopping going on, a lot of gift giving going on, because like I said, I really hope it does affect the way that you shop moving forward. If you are like me and you still, on December 20th, have a few items to check off the Christmas shopping list, maybe go check out Noonday's website. The gifts probably won't get there in time for Christmas at this point, but it's a purchase that's going to make such a huge impact. And that the person is going to love, I can guarantee that. While we're talking about gift giving, I would also love to ask you to be super generous to me and give me the gift of leaving a rating or review. That's right, I'm asking if you would maybe consider pausing this episode real quick, hopping on over to iTunes, even if you're not listening on iTunes, but heading over to iTunes and leaving me a rating and a review because it helps other people to find the show. So it's really giving a gift to me and to others too. I would super, super appreciate that. Don't forget that everything that Emily and I reference in this episode is already listed in the show notes, so don't worry about taking notes or writing down all the products that she recommends because I've already done that for you. So you can view those on the app that you're listening to or on my website. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my friend Emily. I hope you enjoy. Okay. Hey, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Can you introduce yourself for everybody? Absolutely. My name is Emily Chapel, and I live in Illinois, um, and I'm a Noonday ambassador as one of my part-time side hustles. That's awesome. And can you first start out by telling us just kind of about your family's story? Um, we're going to talk be talking about Noonday more, but I kind of want to get the background on how 
it first became a part of your life. So tell us a little bit about your family. Absolutely. So we um, have been married coming up on 10 years and uh, we have four kids so far. Um, More to come maybe? Oh, (laughs) yes. Um, Well, we are really hoping to adopt again. Okay. Um, Okay. So three are biological. So we have three biological and one adopted and we're hoping to adopt or foster again um, in the future. So that's part of our passion as a couple and as a family. So actually Noonday intersected with that really well. And that's that's kind of how we came to Noonday as a company and as a job. Yeah, that's really cool. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your adoption journey. Um, I've interviewed a couple people about adoption before, and it's something that people always love learning more about. And I remember that I, I should have said this at the beginning, but how we know each other is our husbands used to work together. And I remember when you guys first started thinking about adoption, it actually wasn't, maybe it was, but I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't necessarily something you would like always thought you would have done, but it kind of came out of not being able to conceive a second time. Is that right? Yes and no. So we actually talked about adoption on our first date. Um, that was part of how I knew Daniel was the guy for me um, because he was not only just willing to adopt if we had to, but he wanted to adopt. So we have always planned to adopt, but we kind of thought it would be when we were older and were more established and, you know, had money, which yeah. is crazy because Daniel's in ministry and I have a teaching degree, so we're <laughs> never going to be like rich. Yeah. Um, and we, so we just, you know, we got pregnant with Sawyer and we had him and it was great. And we were like, all right, let's, let's keep having kids. And then we, maybe when we're done having kids, we'll pursue adoption. Yeah. And yeah, the, no matter what we did, there was no um, pregnancy happening. And we decided that maybe this was God's kind of kick in the pants for us. Like, hey, just because you don't have money or just because you don't think it's the opportune time, um, all of that doesn't matter because I am in charge of this whole process. Yeah. So we entered into adoption and we also didn't prevent pregnancy. And our adoption took a little over two years. We adopted from Uganda and that is a journey in and of itself. Um, yeah. We spent some time in Uganda and we brought Judah home when he was two. And a few weeks later, right when I was completely overwhelmed and thinking, okay, now I don't want to get pregnant because I've got to figure out this family life of this mm-hmm. boy who has trauma. And yeah, we were definitely pregnant um, basically right after Uganda. <laughs> so we, um, it's, it's funny because every time I've had a plan for our life and our family, God has basically done the opposite. Yeah. So, um, I'm learning that it's, he, he writes better stories than we do. So yeah. It's turned out well, yeah. but yeah, we got pregnant and we had a little girl a few months after we brought Judah home and then unexpectedly again, just a few months after Rowan was born, we got pregnant again <laughs> with another little girl, Carter who now we have four. So yeah, and we have brought home three kids in four years and that's been a little bit insane. Actually, yeah. it's been like three kids in three years. Yeah. It's been a little insane, but it's also been the best kind of insane. Our family is growing and um, every minute we have to depend on Jesus is a good minute. So it's good. Yeah, that's so sweet. And for the adoption part of that, were you always thinking international adoption or how did you guys decide on that? 
Yeah. So international adoption has definitely been on our hearts and definitely been part of our plan from the beginning. And I think it was, I think all forms of adoption are good. There are kids in our neighborhood and on the other side of the world who need families. And anytime you can Mm -hmm. be a family to a kid that needs one, I think it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. So we have actually been open to every kind of adoption. um, And the first place we really felt led was internationally and just through a series of doors opening and different things happening. Uganda was where we just felt completely called to and it was a hard process and it wasn't an easy process, but we felt like Mm -hmm. we just completely prayed constantly that God would bring us the child who needed our family. And if you meet Judah, he's just fantastic. I mean, we are so the lucky ones because he brings so much to our family Mm -hmm. and we're excited to see where it comes next. Like we're, we're very open to um, fostering. We're open to fostering to adopt. We're open to infant domestic adoption. We're open to international again. We just are kind of, you know, we're, we're a family and we don't have a ton, but we have enough. We have a lot of love and we have a lot of fun and we have a lot of brothers and sisters that we can provide for whoever right. needs one. And yeah, we're just, we're just kind of open to it. It's not really necessarily a passion for international versus domestic. It's just a passion for being a family for someone who needs one. Yeah. Mm, that's so cool. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have you kind of introduce what Noonday is in a minute, but first, can you just tell us how Noonday sort of became a part of that story? Like was Noonday something you were always familiar with or did it come in when you were looking into adoption or how did that work? So I never heard of Noonday. Um, okay. Like a lot of people, it's starting to become much more well-known, but at that time, four years ago, I had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of it. Um, and I also didn't even wear jewelry like at all. (laughs) My husband, even when we were talking about getting married, he asked me if I even wanted a wedding ring because I did not wear jewelry. Yeah. So it would not have made sense. Like if you told me this is something that I would be doing a few years ago, I would not have believed you at all. Yeah. But Someone, um, one of the things that Noonday is passionate about is both adoption and keeping families together. So part of what Noonday does is works to help people keep their families together. And it also works to help people bring children into their families who need a family. So part of their sales goes towards adoption and you can have what's called an adoption trunk show. So we were actually invited to an adoption trunk show and I had no idea what Noonday was. I didn't do direct sales. I didn't do jewelry. Um, the really only reason I was going was because I felt obligated to go. And I went to the trunk show and I walked in and everything that I saw was unique. And it was really just natural feeling. Yeah. Like everything, it wasn't made out of plastic or metal. Like it was just so earthy and organic and beautiful and all the techniques were beautiful and that sparked an interest. And then the ambassador who was there, her name was Jessica. She started telling me the stories of the women and the men who made these pieces. And I was hooked and I came home and I told Daniel, Hey, I'm going to sell jewelry. And he kind of (laughs) laughed and was like, Oh, okay. And 
fast forward, it's been four years and I've got to meet some of the artisans um, a few different times. My jewelry takes up half of our closet and I get to provide people for people, jobs and income all over the world. So it's, it's been such a fun journey. Yeah, that's so cool. And for you guys, it helped with adoption fundraising, didn't it? It did. Um, so we were able to actually put some of my income towards that and some of the profits from trunk shows towards our adoption. And even more than that, um, it's helped us stay connected to Uganda even three years removed from the actual travel. So I wanted to do something more than just support Uganda kind of in a separate fashion. So we do sponsor kids and we do monthly donations to different missions organizations in Uganda. But I wanted to do something that kind of highlighted the beauty and the integrity of Uganda here in our everyday Mm -hmm. life, because Judah needs to grow up knowing that his country and his heritage Mm -hmm. is beautiful. So I was really connected with Noonday. I was drawn to Noonday in the fact that their first artisan group was from Uganda and they have all of these amazing products from Uganda and the kids love it. Like every day, whenever I'm wearing jewelry, first they ask why I'm so dressed up because <laughs> now with staying home part-time, most of the time I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt. And if I put on jeans and a t-shirt and jewelry, they're like, oh, where are you going, mommy? <laughs> but they always, their second question is always, oh, where is that made from? And if I say, oh, it's from Uganda, Judah without fail always says like me. And oh. he loves to know that I'm wearing something and I have value in something from his culture and his country. Yeah. So that has been just definitely an awesome connection. Yeah. And then all the other countries, like it's been an awesome way to teach my children about the global perspective of there are people all over the world who maybe don't look like you or have different cultures, but they have such beauty and such beautiful things to offer our world and our family. Yeah. So that's been just this really sweet way to connect people all over the world to our little home in Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. So, okay, for the people like you and me that had never heard of Noonday, tell us more about what it is, how it works, and I'd love for you to, for you to explain the history behind it too And because it's not a very old company. So just kind of explaining how it got started and what the purpose of it was and just how it's evolved over it, – has it been around 10 years or – Eight years. Eight years. Okay, so over the past eight yep. years, how it's evolved – Um, since you're the expert on it, if you could just tell us all that information. (laughs) Yeah. So Noonday was actually started out of an adoption. Our CEO, her name is Jessica Honiger, and she's fantastic. She's just a beautiful woman of God, and she is a promoter of sisterhood. And she actually, she and her husband were adopting from Rwanda, and they had different friends who were missionaries in Uganda. And they, through a series of the economy falling apart and they thought they were going to be able to pay for this adoption but then all of a sudden they had been flipping houses and they didn't have the worth that they expected them to have and they needed to sell them through all of these series of events they ended up needing to fundraise for their adoption and some missionaries in Uganda said hey we've got these really talented people Jalia and Daniel and they actually don't have a home Um, they do have degrees and they have children and they have skills and they have work ethic, but they're just not any jobs for them to do. 
So they make this beautiful jewelry. What if you took that and sold it in the States? And so she said, absolutely, let's try that. So she brought some jewelry home, just some of the paper bead necklaces. And she's from Austin, Texas. So she brought them home to Texas and she invited people over to her home and everything sold out within a matter of minutes. And that just sparked something in her mind and her heart thinking this is bigger than just our adoption process. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, she pawned all of her jewelry. She sold so much of what she had to get, I think it was like $800 to start this Mm -hmm. company. And she has, she was working out of her bathroom. Um, That was her office. And she invited one of their friends, um, Travis Wilson, who is our other CEO. He had the business mind. Um, He had an accounting degree and he was very um, business savvy. And she asked him and he and his wife uh, had been wanting to do something to make a difference. And they'd been saving um, also that he could go without a salary so that they could do something that could make a difference. And they felt drawn into Noonday. And so both of them started the company eight years ago. And they both went without a salary for over two years just so that they could put all of their efforts in providing income for artisans around the world. And now it's grown and we have over 4,000 artisans. And when you add all of the people and their families who are affected, we have over 30,000 people that Noonday supports in developing countries. And it is a worldwide company. Um, it's one of the fastest growing companies. It's um, one of the companies that makes the most difference. And it's has all of these different certifications to let you know that it is a good quality company. So it's a fair trade certified company. It's also a corp B, which means corp mm-hmm. benefit. And corp like a corp B certified company, that's actually much harder to get than fair trade certification. But it has to be some sort of a corporation that is making a difference in the world. And so they've started this model of having in-home trunk shows or online trunk shows. And really, it's just taking these skills and these beautiful things that people make in other countries and providing a marketplace for them in people's Mm -hmm. homes in the United States. So people like me come into your house or we get set up online in a Facebook group. And we show off the skills and these awesome Mm -hmm. things that people can do. And then people buy it from the United States. And the people in the countries who actually made the items get the majority of the money that you spend. All right. That is really, really cool. And I'm just such a fan of how how they handle it and also just what they're seeking to do. Like, it's not really about getting rich or anything. Um, but it's about kind of solving problems across the world and providing people in the U.S. and in the Western world with jobs, too. So can you kind of talk about, like, the problem that Noonday addresses in these countries that are underdeveloped? Because that was something I didn't really understand. But when you explained it to me, it made a lot more sense. So the problems can literally be... I mean, we have 4,500 artisans, so we have over 4,000 stories of different Mm -hmm. hard things that we are helping with. And so you could take, I mean, Noonday has a blog called Flourish, um, and it's on their website, and it just gives the different pictures and stories of our artisans. And I Mm -hmm. could spend hours upon hours upon hours reading those things, but 
to summarize all of that for just a quick little soundbite, mm-hmm. um, Noonday exists to build a flourishing world where children are cherished, mm-hmm. where women are empowered, where people have jobs and we are connected. Mm-hmm. That's what their goal is. So they do that in a variety of ways. Um, first of all, that was part of what they wanted when they started the company. Jessica talked a little bit about what she should name it, what they're going to be known for. And through a few different things, they settled on the name Noonday. Because if you read in the Bible, Isaiah 58.10 says, if you spend your lives on behalf of the oppressed, your night will become like the noonday. And that's what she wanted the company to do. She wanted to take people who were in oppressive situations and not even of their own accord, but just because they are born in impoverished countries or they were born with HIV or they were born with special Mm -hmm. needs or whatever it is that created these circumstances around Mm -hmm. them. She wanted to take those circumstances and empower them to rise up. So that's what she's done. And the way they do that is through providing a dignified income for these artisans. And each person, like I said, each artisan has a different story. So some of the artisans have been rescued out of sex trafficking and their income is going to counseling and getting back on their feet and starting a different life. Um, Some of our artisans have special needs and that uh, income is going to providing for themselves and having a good dignified job. So they're not having to beg on Mm -hmm. the streets. Some of our artisans are just moms, single moms trying to keep their kids together and give them education and provide a better life for them. There's so many different stories that New Day addresses and the biggest thing that was just providing some sort of a dignified mm-hmm. income. Oh, I love it so much. And I love the name. I, when, when I first heard it, I was like, that's kind of weird. And then when you told me the meaning behind it, I was like, Oh, that's so cool. I love that name. It's so awesome. And it just perfectly captures what they do. It is. It does get a little confusing though. As people, yeah. I think as people learn what the company is, it'll be better. But I've had so many people when I ask them if they want to have a noonday trunk show, they're like, oh, well, I work at noon. And I'm like, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be at noon. It can be any time. Uh, yeah, it can be any day, any time. That's funny. Yes. Well, that's really cool. And I know even if listeners haven't heard of noonday, they've at least heard me talk about Jessica Honiger because I just love her so much and I reference her podcast yes. a lot. Have you read her book yet? I have, and you need to read it. So yeah. it's the best. Okay. Um, and I don't say that just because I'm a Noonday ambassador. I will yeah. tell you that I actually didn't buy it at first because I didn't think it was going to be any good. Really? Which sounds terrible. But I'm an <laughs> English major and I'm kind of a literary snob. Yeah. And I just thought, eh, you know, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be any good. And then I read it and I kept underlining different things. And uh-huh. I kept thinking about it and I kept talking about it to people. And I was like, okay, not only can this chick lead a company and inspire people, she can also write. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. I would definitely recommend it to anyone. It tells a lot about New Day story, but it also just it can re- inspire and relate to anybody who is trying to make a difference yeah. in life and trying to leave this this comfort that we're, we get so used to and so entrapped in yes. and go scared and do something meaningful yeah. with our lives. Yeah, hundred percent. So cool. Okay, so maybe hearing this, people might be thinking, well, that's cool. Like, Noonday obviously is doing a lot of good work. It's kind of like just charity. Like, that's really nice. Maybe I'll make a donation. Maybe that kind of thinking. 
So, and I remember I said that to you once. I was like, wait, this is really cool. It's like you're getting jewelry and you're making a donation. And you were like, yeah, but it's better than a donation. So can you tell us why it's better than a donation? Absolutely. So what I tell people usually is this. If you are donating to charities, don't stop doing that. That's a great thing to do. Right. But think about it in this way. Usually a charity, you're going to get like a one-time donation or a one-time gift. So if you were in that situation as a person in a developing world or even as a person in America, if you only got paid one time, let's say you got a donation in January, you don't know what February is going to look like or even March or September even. So it's going to be really difficult for you to go and say, hey, I think I can afford to buy a plot of land to build a house or I think I can afford to put my kids in school just because you don't know what the next day holds. So donations are great, but they're not consistent Mm -hmm. and they're not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So what Noonday does is provides sustainable income for these families. It's not that they don't want to work. These people want to work. They have a great work ethic. They have great skills. They have great intelligence. The job market is just slim. So if you think about um, Uganda specifically, in the United States, we start thinking employment is really down if our numbers get to like 10% unemployment. That's awful. In Uganda, unemployment is 80%. So when Noonday has an opening, when the artisan group that Jolia and Daniel started, they employ over 400 different people. And when you hear, um, you can talk to Jolia and Daniel and talk about the impact that that's made on their neighborhood, on their town, all of this. But when they have an opening for someone, they'll usually get hundreds of applications, like a thousand different applications for one job. And it's not that people don't want to work. It's that there just isn't work available. Mm -hmm. So when they depend on charity, it's great, but it's just really hard. It's not, I mean, all of us would rather show our children that we can work and that we're responsible and we will take care of them and do whatever it takes rather than depending on charity. And that's the same way that people feel in Ethiopia and Uganda and Afghanistan, that's that's a common feeling. We want to provide for our families. We want to do something um, to kind of own our worth. And so being able to make purchases, whether you can be an ambassador or not, or if you can host a tr- trunk show, or if you can just, you know, make a purchase because you've got a Christmas gift or a birthday gift. Keeping New Day in mind gives them this sustainable income where each month they're going to have income that they can depend on and they can put their kids in school and they can make future plans and they're not any longer just surviving, but they're actually able to thrive in their circumstances. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just think it's really cool because the way the way you kind of explained it to me is like, you know, they have all this talent. These artisans have all this talent, but there's no one to sell it to. Like there's no market where they live for buying jewelry because if they're living in poverty and their community's in poverty, nobody is buying like spending their hard earned money to buy jewelry. And so the fact that people like you can make such a difference while being so far away, like being in the U S but making such an impact, I think it's so cool. Absolutely. And there's, um, they did the numbers last year and they found out for every ambassador that Noonday has, three different artists and families are supported throughout mm-hmm. the year. And that's obviously like to be an ambassador, you can't just sign up and say, Oh, I'm an ambassador and that's supporting 
artisans. Right. It all hinges on sales. Right. So I have sometimes I have a lot of people who are like, oh, that's great. I'm so glad that people do this. But the point is not just to say, hey, this is what we do and we're great. The point is, look at this beautiful stuff mm-hmm. that people can create and make from their hands and from bullets and from paper and from grass even. And you can take that into your home and you can be an advocate for these people and you can provide them with a dignified income. Yeah. Mm, Yes. It's so amazing. And that reminds me too, uh, we talked about the fact that it's fair trade, the artisans are getting paid fair wages that, and they, they set those themselves, right? Didn't you say they set the price of the jewelry themselves? Yes, you're right. Each artisan group is actually exists as its own business. Okay. That way, Noonday doesn't monopolize them. They can yeah. sell to tourists. They can make contracts with other companies. We want to empower them to really be their own business. Yeah. So each artisan group is their own business. They hire people. They train people. Um, they exist as their own corporations. And then they contract with Noonday. And they set the prices and they set the wages for whatever it is that you're buying. Gotcha. So if you think about something that you just go to the mall or to a department store or whatever to buy, the department store has really set the price and you don't really have any way of knowing what the people were paid who made that item. It's completely unknown to you. But if you go into a store or you buy something that has a certified fair trade label on it, that means you know that the people who made it set the price and they're getting that money. Um, It's very rigid system. It's very, you know, people are constantly monitoring it, constantly checking into it. So you have that approval from the fair trade certification that everything Mm -hmm. is on the up and up. And you don't usually have that if you go to a random store and buy something. Yeah, so true. And I also love the part about how they kind of, like you said, the jewelry feels really natural and not not like in a hippie-ish way. Like they have like really pretty, you know, shiny jewelry. Like they have all kinds of variety of what the jewelry looks like and the accessories too. But it does feel natural in that way. And so can you explain, because I love thinking about too, like how products are made and if it's made in a sustainable way that's earth-friendly and is it healthy for these people to be making it? Like, are they in good working conditions? So can you talk about that part too? Absolutely. So one thing that I love about Noonday is the people who are wearing Noonday are not wearing it out of charity. They're wearing it because it's really cute. Yeah. And there is such a variety and there's literally something for everyone. Um, we have a new line that's called the Storyline, and it's actually this these really dainty gold pieces, and they have been made by women who have been rescued directly out of sex trafficking in an Eastern Asia country. And whatever we sell, like the amount that we sell directly correlates with how many women are able to be brought out of those brothels, which is just amazing. Yeah. And those are really dainty and beautiful and such very much like a lifetime generational, you're going to pass this down piece. Yeah. And then you've got some really funky, trendy um, statement pieces with big earrings and fun necklaces. So it really just covers everything. Right. And then we also have bags. And this is one of the pieces that I highlight talking about our working conditions. If you're a fair trade certified company, your working conditions have to be to a certain level. So we hear and we read about these horrid working conditions in other countries where 
their kids working or people are locked in these factories or they're paid pennies on the dollar for what they're making. That's not at all how Noonday or other fair trade companies work. So we work really hard to make sure that each of our artisan groups have great working conditions, clean water, usually free daycare for their children, or they can bring their children to work with them, or they can work in their own homes. One of the main things, though, is with our leather bags. This is the story that I love to tell to illustrate our working conditions. So we have these gorgeous, gorgeous leather bags from India. And if you know anything about leather, which I did not until Mm -hmm. I started with Noonday and I started actually researching Mm -hmm. this, when you tan leather, you use chemicals and you get that certain color and that certain texture by using these chemicals over and over and over. But obviously these chemicals are really harsh and they're not something that you want to be breathing in over and Mm -hmm. over and over. So our artisan group actually worked to find a way to tan the leather using local plant oils and the sun. So the result is it takes a little bit longer and um, sometimes things will go backward because there's a monsoon and there is no sun to tan the leather, but the result is this beautiful, beautiful leather product that is completely natural, completely healthy for the artisans, and it is soft and it's going to darken over time um, with age and it's going to soften over time with age. And you don't have to treat it because you don't have to keep those chemicals up. So if you go and buy some sort of a leather bag and you spend a few hundred dollars on it from a really prominent, you know, mm-hmm. high name boutique in the United States, you're going to have to treat that leather so that it constantly, the chemicals will mm-hmm. stay the same. And with Noonday, because we don't use chemicals, you don't ever have to treat the leather. It's just going to be beautiful and stay clean and perfect over time. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's so cool too because I think with like the cost comparison, like mm-hmm. w- like if someone was going to buy a real leather bag from some you know high end company versus buying from Noonday right. where it's better made, better for you health wise, better for the makers health wise, the cost is similar if not less to buy a new day bag I think absolutely it is and sometimes people will look at the cost of the bags so we're talking like 188 dollars yeah so for those of us on a budget that's a lot but one of the ways that you can get it for cheaper is to actually host a show so noonday gives hostesses benefits for hosting shows and you will earn half price items and you'll also Mm -hmm. earn a percentage of the overall total And this is a great way that you can take that bag and get it for half price or you can get it for free. And one of the really cool things that I think just demonstrates how different Noonday is as a company, just because you're getting that half price or for free as a hostess doesn't mean Mm -hmm. our artisans actually earned any less. Noonday pays the companies, pays the different artisans up front. And then if they put something on sale through the website or if hostesses get things, for less or for free, mm-hmm. Noonday as a company takes the hit. So literally, Jessica, Travis, Noonday right. as a company, they mm-hmm. take the hit, not the artisans. The artisans have been paid in full. So I think that's just really, I'm, that's just not normal business practice, you know? Yeah, right. No, you're you're so right. And I think too, I want to address that. I mean, it's just, it's so much different than what people might be picturing in their head of like, having the trunk show party because we've all been in that position where we've been invited to like the 
the Tupperware party or the Mary yes. Kay party or whatever. Direct and sales have a bad rap. It's hard. Yes, they really do. And it's sad because I, whenever I'm trying to explain what Noonday is to someone, I'm like, it's kind of like that, but it's way better. Like, it's not the right. same. You know, it's the same model because it is a really good model, but but it's way better. And so if you're like thinking about going to a trunk show or hosting one yourself, like it is not the same. Like, yes, you are going to have to step out and invite people and ask them to come. But it's, this is a world changing, you know, company and it's a world changing thing that you would be doing. Like you, you're not inviting people just so that you can get the benefits of getting a bag half price. Like you're inviting people because you believe in Noonday's mission and you want to help people across the globe. It's not just like, oh, I just want some Mary Kay products for cheaper (laughs) or something like that. Like it's just, it's just such a different game and it is, it's bold and it's, you know, kind of intimidating to step out and ask people to come to your party and spend their money and buy things. But it's just when you believe in what the company does, like it's, it just changes everything. And I think one of the cool things about that is that Noonday really promotes this vision of sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And when women come together, we do amazing things. Yeah. And we support each other and we empower each other and we can really lift each other up. So when you have a bunch of women come into your home to do something that's empowering women around the globe, it doesn't just impact the women far away. It impacts your community close. It impacts the way that you think about Christmas shopping and it impacts the time that you have together. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to get together and eat food and try on jewelry and do these things that are just fun and they don't seem like they mean much, but they really mean everything to people in other nations. And to have that impact as a group of women, it's awesome. Oh yeah, totally. Also going back to how the products are made, I think another really cool thing is kind of that like local or not local, but the, the homemade feel of them and like how each piece that's come it you learn where I'm not saying this right, but you learn where it's coming from and it has a tie to that even in the product that it's made with. Am I saying that right? No, you're fine. So everybody, every artisan group uses things that are around them okay. that are accessible. Yeah. And a lot of the time they're using things that would otherwise be discarded or trashed or mm-hmm. hurting our environment. Yeah. So our a lot of our pieces in Haiti are made from recycled oil drums. And if you know anything about the ocean or you care about the ocean, which Mm -hmm. you should, these oil drums are sent to Haiti and they're filled with oil and they use the oil and then they toss the oil drums into the ocean and that's where they live forever. Like they are just at the bottom of the sea polluting Mm -hmm. our earth. And instead, our artisan group actually takes those, cleans them, recycles them and makes them into jewelry, which is just awesome. And you've got things like that where our Ugandan pieces are made from pieces of paper that would have otherwise been discarded. And then, like you said, the Ethiopian pieces are made from recycled artillery. So we have an artisan group in Ethiopia. And what they do is they will go out after the farmers have harvested their fields. They'll go out and they'll collect the pieces of artillery that were there from, you know, wars that have previously happened. It's a very war-torn country. Just these these leftover remnants of this war are everywhere. So they'll take those out of the earth and they will melt them down and create beads and make this beautiful artillery jewelry. And that's another thing that my kids love to ask me, like, what's this one made out of? Mm -hmm. And 
So when you tell your kids that it's made out of bullets, they just think you're the coolest mom <laughs> ever. But then it also is just a really cool story because it's something that was meant for evil and it was not intended to be anything life-giving. Mm-hmm. And instead, God has taken it and he's used it yeah. for good. And same thing with so many of our artisans' lives. Like they have been in really horrific circumstances and they've been in the midst of pure evil. And then God has taken them out and rescued them and he's using their stories mm-hmm. for good. And to be a part of that is amazing. Mm. I love it so much. Okay, so I'm trying to think of maybe what people might be thinking. And, you know, we've talked about how beautiful the jewelry is, how cute it is, and just all the meaning behind it. And so maybe somebody's thinking like, okay, that's really cool. Yeah, like I'll maybe buy a a pair of earrings or I'll host a party maybe or something like that but not really thinking beyond that. So what would you say to people that are thinking like, oh, that's nice. Like I'll get one thing from them, but are not thinking long-term because I, I think that hearing this information should change the way that we are consuming everything. And not that we have to buy everything from this point forward from noonday, but just for me, like learning about this stuff and like you explaining what noonday does and how it works to me, that really affected how I shop totally and completely. Um, and so can you, what would you say to someone that's thinking like, that's nice, like I'll support them, you know, with one little purchase, but aren't thinking like, but I'm going to change my shopping habits. Absolutely. Um, so the hard tension for me has always been, I like to save money. We have to save money. We're on a budget. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if you buy something that is fair trade, it comes with a little bit higher price tag. Mm-hmm. Not a lot higher price tag like we talked about with the bags. It's not it's it's going to be less than if you go buy a coach purse or a Kate Spade purse or something like that. Right. But it's a higher price tag than if you go to Target. Right. So that tension for me has been, well, how do I save money but also buy ethically? And one of the mind shifts that I had to come to was the fact that everything costs the same. It's just the difference in who is bearing the expense. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about a piece of clothing that you can get for $5 versus something fair trade that you can get for $30, that cost is the same. It just might not be coming out of your wallet. It might be coming out of the person's wages who made it mm-hmm. or their work environment or really just the way that they've been treated as a person. Someone is bearing that cost. And for me, I would rather, if it really is only a difference of, you know, $10 or something, I would rather bear that cost and know that my conscience is clear and I can be empowering people Mm -hmm. around the world. So that's something that I think about is when I'm coming to buying a purchase, um, I think about, okay, who is really paying for the brunt of this purchase? Who is bearing the cost? Right. And a lot of people, even Target, you can go into Target and you can see that fair trade stamp on different things, on coffee or on different things. So the first thing I think is looking for companies that are fair trade or support fair trade. The second thing is also looking at the countries that make your products. So this doesn't mean that you can't go into Old Navy and buy a shirt on clearance. It means that you look at the tag and see what country is making it. And then know in your mind, do a little research and know which countries treat their employees well and which countries don't. So if you're buying something and it says, you know, it was made, like you go to Ikea and you see something, Ikea is what, Sweden? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Sweden? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So 
Sweden is obviously a first world country and the people who are making these things, it's going to, they're going to be given fair wages. They're going to be given a good work environment. It's going to be a very good situation. Now contrast that with Bangladesh over and over and over. We see reports of people in Bangladesh having terrible Mm -hmm. working conditions, not making any money, making like a dollar a month for making your t-shirt that Mm -hmm. you want to wear. So just knowing that and saying, hmm, this was made in Bangladesh, I'm going to put this back on the rack. Because in economics, the demand really, really affects the supply. Right. So if people are not buying something, then it's not going to be supplied anymore. Right. People aren't going to make money off of it, so it's not going to be supplied. So if you just say no to some of these countries and places that don't treat their workers well or their employees with dignity then that means that they're not going to have business and they're not going to make money. So they're not going to do this anymore. It filters down. Mm -hmm. And you as a consumer really hold a lot of the keys. So yes, buy fair trade anytime that you can. Obviously support Noonday. Another place is called 10,000 Villages. It's like the fair trade leader um, in the industry. Yes, I love them. Oh, they're so awesome. It's a company. They have stores. They have online. And it's got household goods. So everything is made fair trade. And they work Mm -hmm. with some of the same artisan groups that we work with, but most of their things are for your home. And that's Mm -hmm. just amazing. And you can go into TJ Maxx and you can go into home goods and look at the tags. And if they say fair trade, you're good to go. It's, it doesn't really matter where you're buying it from. It matters what it says on the tag. Right. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so important. And I think that we, you know, get caught up in thinking like, okay, well, that's nice to do one time, but you know, I can't always shop that way. And yeah, it's not, It you shouldn't be shop Like you really probably shouldn't, most of us sh- shouldn't be spending that much money on fair trade items all the time. But I also think that doesn't mean that we should supplement that with shopping elsewhere all the time. Like in my mind, that means we should probably just cut back on our shopping. <laughs> like, right. Absolutely. You know, just budget well so that you can buy, like you said, with that clear conscience whenever you want to. But that you don't have to, you know, supplement that with buying something that, you know, says made in Bangladesh or made in China. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's really cool. And it's so it's getting I love how it's getting easier and easier. Like it's not as hard as it once was to find fair trade products, because people are aware of this. And like you said, the supply and demand effect, it's, it's becoming a thing like, especially with our generation, I think we are making a difference and suppliers are seeing that this is important to us. So it's really cool. And like you said, it is making a difference. Like it makes a difference when we buy something that's fair trade, just like it makes a difference when we buy something that's not because we are telling suppliers like, that's okay. We support this. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just so important to think about with every single purchase that we make. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about your trip to Peru. I want to hear about what that was like now that people are hopefully a fan of Noonday, they're on board with the mission. You got to see kind of firsthand what that looks like and you got, well, just tell us about your trip. How did that come about? Um, What did it consist of? I want to hear it all. Okay. So Noonday, like many other direct sales, they really want to reward their ambassadors, the people that are doing this work for them. And one of the ways they do that is when you get to a certain threshold of sales, you can earn a trip every year. And every year they will take, usually it's four different countries, um, but usually like eight or nine different trips. So hopefully one will work into your schedule, but you can earn a trip and 
I earned a trip in 2017. So I got to go summer of 2018 and I chose to go to Peru partly because I had just had a baby. So I was trying to pick the latest trip and then partly because I really love the bags that come Uh out of Peru and the alpaca wool and I wanted to see some alpacas. (laughs) So June 5th through 10th, I got to go to Peru and every bit of it was amazing. So they planned everything. We got to, you know, see all of these ancient um, Incan ruins. We got to shop in the local markets. We got to eat so much amazing food and we got to meet the artisans. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely a once in a lifetime experience. It was the most humbling yet empowering experience I've had to date. Mm. So how did, how would you say that seeing the work up close, like getting to meet the artisans, how would you say, did that change anything for you? Like, did that affect you? Because obviously you already believe in Noonday and love the artisans and want to support them, but did getting to meet them face to face, like, did that change anything for you? Absolutely. So I was mostly all in with Noonday. Like I believed in it. I loved the product. I loved the company. They Mm -hmm. treated me well. They treated other people well. But there's still this little bit of skepticism, like, are they just kind of exploiting these people's stories to make money? Um, Does it really help people? How much of this really goes to the artisans? You know, the questions that I hear over and over again. And getting to see them, meet them, sit down, have a conversation with them, have a meal with them. We went to, so our first couple days were in Lima, and we got to see a group the artisan who started it, his name is Fermin, and he is in kind of the slum area of Peru, of Lima. So it's this huge city, and it's obviously a really nice city, but you cross over this bridge, and you can just kind of tell the shift in status and class, Mm -hmm. and he's in these really, I mean, it's just a really hard place. Yeah. And in the middle of this hard place, he has this really bright orange building, and inside this building, that is where his workshop is. And we got to go meet all of these people who are creating these beautiful pieces of metal and brass and earrings and bracelets. And um, they spent the day with us just showing us. We got to meet his wife, and she's just so sweet and mm-hmm. amazing. And we got to talk to the different artisans and talk about how this work has impacted their lives. And I love that he has enough money now and he has enough status that he could move back into the better mm-hmm. part of Lima. But he doesn't. He stays right where he is, and he exists to be a light mm. to that community. And that's so. that was just so empowering to me to see what he was doing in the midst of where he has been planted. So, like, this is where he lives. This is where God has put him. And he's working to make a difference. And we might live in America, but we need to be working to make a difference. And then after Lima, we took another plane, a small plane in country, and we went to this mountain town of Ayacucho and it was absolutely amazing. It was so beautiful. We were in the Andes mountains, million dollar views, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous, Mm -hmm. breathtaking places. And we got to go to Ilos y Colores and they're the ones who use our alpaca yarn, or I guess it's technically wool that they've made into yarn. And they do a lot of the bags and clutches. So we went to this place and just absolutely amazing to see the process start to finish of taking the wool, dyeing it. There's a lack of water there. So they actually, they have over 900 different color Pantones that they 
know by heart. So there's not like anything written down if you need two drops of yellow mm-hmm. or one drop of red or whatever. They know all of these colors and they use the same pot of water all day. So they know exactly which color to start with and then adding to make each color darker mm. and darker and darker. And then they will just, they actually showed us, they took this beautiful yellow color and they dyed this wool yellow. And then they took us to the process of actually, they have these big wooden looms and they're so fast and I actually got to try it. And I'm telling you, I was terrible at it <laughs> and I was so slow and they are just so amazingly quick and they weave this wool together um, to make basically the backdrop of our bags. Mm. And then they have this screen printing process where they will almost like screen print the design onto the bags. And from there, they send it out to the people who will embroider it. And that would have been cool enough, but then they actually took us on a bus two hours up into the Andes Mountains into this very remote part of Peru. Hmm. And we got to meet the people who do the embroidery. And they actually walked, so many of them, we have 800 different women who do the embroidery, and they will be sent basically the bags and the yarn, and they will just embroider in their homes while they're taking care of their children, Hmm. or they'll take their, their alpaca herds out to graze, and they will do it at the base of the mountains while they're letting their alpacas graze. It's so like everything that you're picturing, it was real life. It was so amazing to see these people. And so the, some of those 800 women, we had 80 women who walked over an hour and a half, most of them with babies on their backs to meet us. And that was so humbling. Yeah. It was absolutely, absolutely life-changing to see these people who had this relationship with us. It was different in a, than a missions trip. I've been on some mm-hmm. different mission trips and it was different in the way that usually for a mission trip, you kind of go and you, you serve and then you come home and that's it. Mm-hmm. You might be left with a story, but you're not left with this mutual relationship. Yeah. And for me to meet these women who depended on me, but not only do they depend on me, but I depend on them to make these beautiful products that I get to sell. And I get to earn an income and do fun things for my family or take some grad school classes. Like we use that income and I depend on them for it. So it's this mutual long-term relationship. It's not just a one and done type trip. Mm -hmm. So that was really amazing. And we were sitting by a stream and they made us a meal. And then they actually brought out their embroidery stuff. And they got, they tried to teach us how to do some simple embroidery. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I was paired with this older woman. She didn't speak any English, but she didn't have to, to tell me that my work was terrible. <laughs> because every time I would do a stitch, she would kind of go, oh, no, no. And she would take it out of my hands and she would fix it. And we're talking like the most simple embroidery. And if you look at our bags, if you look at our clutches, we have the wildflower clutch and it's like, I think $78, the time and the stitches that have been used to make this product. Oh my goodness. It was so beautiful. I actually didn't have that piece and I came home and ordered it right away because I was thinking I have to have this. I got to see these women make it. I have to have it. And it was beautiful to see all of these women. They had their kids around them. We got to talk to the kids. We got to play with them. Um, We just got to see these women showing up for themselves and for their families and making a difference. 
And that's what happens when you get a bunch of women together. We like to, you know, we like to be a little hard on women and talk about the cattiness and the the way that we put each other down or mm-hmm. gossip or this and that. But really what happens if you put a bunch of women together, they hold each other up and they stand up for one another's families. And this is something that we can do for women all over, whether you're having a trunk show in your home or you're supporting people in Ethiopia and Afghanistan and Ecuador and Guatemala by being an ambassador. It's such an awesome, awesome privilege to see the way that this really does change people's lives and it's not just a selling point it's it's real yeah and to be able to see that was such a beautiful beautiful thing oh absolutely I'm so envious I wish I could go to Peru with you it's so cool that's so awesome I can't wait to go to the next place it's amazing Uh, yeah okay is there anything that you think maybe for those of us who've never been on a mission trip or I haven't really been out of the comfort of like the Western civilization. Is there anything that you think we need to know about people like you met in Peru, like the artisans or just, you know, being in a country like that? So a lot of times when you see a mission trip or you see these pictures of people in other countries, we're shown how Mm -hmm. different they are from us. We're shown the way they live and what they might lack. And we are just, constantly shown how people are different. And I would say the most important thing that you need to remember about people is that Mm -hmm. we aren't so different. So one of the things we have an ambassador manifesto for Noonday and it's absolutely amazing. And it starts out, we are a sisterhood and perfectly courageous. We believe in second tries and going scared. When we look across the globe, we don't see strangers. We see ourselves. Mm -hmm. Her dreams matter as much as mine. And that's so true. You can look at these women and you can see the same thing in them that you have in yourself. They want to provide for their families. They want their children to have a better life. They want to have good marriages. They want to have Mm -hmm. friendships that are deep and not just superficial. They want, they want to look cute. Shoot. They want to wear some cute lipstick and they want to look fashionable Mm -hmm. and fashion looks different in every country. But women are drawn to it and they want to feel beautiful. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. So one of the things that I would hope that you remember from Noonday is that, yes, these people are in different circumstances and their lives look maybe completely different, but their hearts are very much the same as your heart. That's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Okay, if you could leave us with one lasting message, what would you want that to be? Hmm. One lasting message. I would say you need to do something. So one of the things that I felt like we constantly see when you come home from mission trips or you share pictures, when I shared pictures of Peru, this talk, their comments and the response turns to this, oh, we're so lucky. We're so Mm -hmm. blessed that we live in America. Mm -hmm. And that's not it at all. We are not blessed. We're not lucky because we live in America. We're responsible. The average person across the world, their life looks nothing like what your life looks like. So if you make more than $32,000 a year, you're in the top 1% globally Mm -hmm. for income. And I can say even as a teacher with lower income or a ministry income, which is not high at all, we are still in that top 1%. So most of the people Mm -hmm. listening, 
y'all are in that top 1%. That doesn't mean that you're blessed. It doesn't mean that you're lucky. It means that you've been given much Mm -hmm. and you are responsible for much. So you need to figure out a way to make an impact right where you are. And that could be, we would love for a new day to be a part of it. Um, That could be something like as simple as shopping. If you've got a birthday or you've got Christmas gifts you need to buy, go check out the website. Mm -hmm. It's emilychapel.noondaycollection.com. Or it could be hosting a trunk show. You could have people into your home or you could grab a Facebook group of people and really give a marketplace for these artisans. Or you could be an ambassador. And that's something that's really fun. Um, I'd love to talk with anybody who might be interested in it. It's not a hard commitment, but it's a lot of reward and payout, honestly, in the way that it has influenced my family and my closet, you know, after my (laughs) closet is now a new day. So, yeah, I think you just need to be left with the realization that you've been given much and you're accountable for much. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for saying that. Okay, so I don't want to keep you for too much longer because I know you have babies waiting on you, but um, can I ask you a couple fun questions? Absolutely. Okay. How about what's some good advice you've gotten recently? Oh, good advice I've gotten recently has just been to rest. I am constantly working hard. I'm in the middle of another degree. I'm not sure what it's going to be. It's either a second master's or a doctorate. I've got four children. I work part-time and I am such an achiever and sometimes rest is the most productive thing that you can do. Yes, I need to work on that myself. What about, do you have someone that you look up to as a role model? I, right now, I am looking up to Jessica Honiger. Like I said, I Mm -hmm. just read her book and I did not realize just how, I knew her heart was there as far as having a heart for other women in other countries, but I did not realize how impressive her mind and her wisdom would be. So for her to find a platform to share with other women has just been really impactful Mm -hmm. to me. And I'm kind of one who kind of shies away from female relationships. Like sometimes women are just hard Mm -hmm. and we can be judgy and we can be harsh with each other. And to continue putting yourself out there and seeing the positives of what women can do together, that has been impactful for me and really inspiring for me. Mm, Yeah, that's so cool. She is probably the one... I haven't had a ton of like repeated role models when I ask people that question, but she is one that a couple people have mentioned. And That's I agree awesome. with that. She's a great role model. <laughs> and she's funny and she's just so real. I know. Like, yeah. She's so honest. She's, I love it. Yes. Um, okay. How about what's the most impactful book you've read? Okay. So. Um, Since you are the literary snob as you, I mean, as you claim yourself to be. <laughs> it's not a good thing. But right now. Obviously, I talked about how Imperfect Courage was great. Mm-hmm. I'm also, so I'm in the middle of a class <laughs> called English Renaissance Drama. And so I'm reading all of these English Renaissance plays. And I absolutely was shaken to the core by Dr. Faustus, which sounds crazy. But it's just a Christopher Marlowe play. And I'd always studied Shakespeare. And I'd always been pushed to read and teach Shakespeare. And Christopher Mm -hmm. Marlowe was one of Shakespeare's contemporaries. And this, just this thought of, um, is it ever too late to repent? Is there ever anyone who is too far gone? That has been resonating in my life lately and the way that I view people. And 
So that's like the weird English literary snob. And then on the other hand, I'm also constantly reading different kids books to my kids and then different books for my personal life. And I'm reading Austin Channing Brown's I'm Still Here. Okay. That has been really impactful as well. So she's talking about her existence as a black woman in the United States and in the nonprofit sector and even in the church. Hmm. Okay. I haven't heard of that one, but that sounds really interesting. Thank you for the recommendations. How about something that you've listened to recently that you think everybody should hear, like podcast or documentary, anything like that? So one of the things that I always use um, is a TED Talk called The Danger of a Single Story. And I use that the first week of my college class that I teach. Uh-huh. And it's by Chimamanda Adichie. And she's this gorgeous, beautiful author from Nigeria. And she does this 18-minute podcast on – or not podcast, TED Talk on TED.com. And she just talks about the danger of a single story. We have all of these stories about people. And when we only know one story, we flatten their humanity and we flatten who they are. And that's so important for students as they're coming into my classroom. This is their freshman year of college to realize that they might have been judged on a single story before, but they have an opportunity to create a new story for themselves. They might judge other people based on the single story that they know of them, whether it's the immigrant or the preacher's kid or people from Ethiopia or people from Mexico or the person next door or the family next door that your mom talks bad about or whatever. You know, you might only know one single story about people, but if you really, really try to understand all the different stories that make up a person, usually you're left with more love and more togetherness and more alikeness Mm. than difference. That's really cool. Okay, I'll make sure to post a link to that one. Um, How about a brand or product that you can't keep your hands off lately? And it could be a Noonday, one of Noonday's new products or something else. (laughs) So we talked a lot about Noonday. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, that was the point. But obviously (laughs) there are some different pieces in Noonday's fall line that I can't keep my hands off and I've been wearing them all the time. But I also have kind of branched out and I've tried to erase that stigma of direct sales and I've tried to support my friends who are in some sort of a direct sales business. Yeah. Because I know that there's just this really hard like, oh, direct sales, someone's always selling something. And I do try to keep Noonday off my personal Facebook and social media, I have a separate page for it. So if you want to see it that way, I know you want to see it. So mm-hmm. I'm not just posting and constantly trying to sell to my friends. Like that's not the goal of my life. Yeah. But I do also realize that some of these products are great products. And just by kind of ostracizing them because they're direct sales, I'm doing myself a disservice. Yeah. So this yeah. past year, one of the things that I did, I had written down different goals for myself for the year. And one of the things was to support every single friend who did some sort of direct sales. And that didn't mean Mm -hmm. I would hold a party for each person, but I was trying to at least buy one product Mm, and I might never buy their product again, but at least I bought something and I supported them and it might be a gift or it might be whatever. Yeah. And of course in that, I found a few different companies that I absolutely love and I have switched my makeup products and I even switched my skincare. So Rodan and Fields, I, was on the fence. That was the last direct sales person that I supported because it was outside my budget and I had to save for a while. Mm-hmm. But now that I've started their skincare regimen, like my skin has, it's 
cleared up. It looks so good. I'm getting comments all the time. I can go out without makeup um, and not feel bad about it because my skin just looks great. So that's, cool. that's something that I can't get enough of. Yeah. And I thought it was expensive, but it lasted me for six months. So oh, that's good. basically it was the same as all the money that I spend on products from Walmart and Target constantly to keep my skin clear. Right. Um, it ended up being about the same as the money that I invest there. And I think it has a better return on the investment. So that's honestly what I can't get enough of lately. That's cool. Well, that's a really good goal. What other um, products did you try? Any that you really liked? Um, so I tried Unique Makeup. Okay. And I loved that. Okay. Um, there's some lip stain that I absolutely love. Okay. And I loved the um, the foundation. I feel like it covers – I used to be a Bare Minerals girl, and I still like Bare Minerals. But I'm getting to the age where I just needed a little bit more coverage. Yeah. And so I – started with unique foundation and I love it. Okay. And I did, you know, I bought some Norwex products for my house and their cloths that clean windows. Yeah. They are amazing. Oh my gosh, and yeah. they, I was so not expecting that. And I was telling my other friend, Erin, she's super frugal. And she was like, I don't know, is this worth it? I don't know if I want to spend it. And I was like, listen, you got to buy the window cloth. I don't know about the rest of it, but you got to buy the window cloth. So she bought it and she um, messaged me and she was like, oh my gosh, my windows are so clean. And then a few hours later she said, so a bird literally just flew into my window and died. (laughs) And she said, I don't know if that is the best marketing, but it's clean enough that this bird didn't even know (laughs) that there was a window there. So I'm telling you, they work. Yes, I am a fan of Norwex too. That's cool. All right. Awesome. Good recommendation. Thank you. Okay. So if people want to do more, if they want to get involved with Noonday, I want to post a link to your shop um, so that people can just look at the products and browse because they're so gorgeous. And I would love to know what are your like, what do you think are like the top three most popular Noonday products? Okay. So I actually got to go to home office a little over a year ago in Austin, Texas. And okay. they had the cool I mean, it was just really cool to see to meet Jessica Honiger. I've met her a few times and she's just as true and fun in person as she is um on her podcast or in her book. Yeah. Um she's just an amazing soul. Oh, I believe it. But one of the rooms they had was so cool. I know nothing about fashion and marketing or anything like that, but they had a wall and they had every product organized on this wall from best selling the worst selling. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. And they move it throughout the year so that they can see what people are buying okay. and what people are loving. And number one on the list was the rustic leather tote, Okay, which I absolutely adore. Yes. Seriously. If you don't think about having the rustic leather tote or the modern leather tote, you got to think about it because it's <laughs> the best. And then um, some of the other really popular things, um, the dainty paper bead necklace is really popular and okay. that's from Uganda and it's using paper that would otherwise have been discarded so it's got all these vibrant colors and really goes with any outfit Mm -hmm. and you can kind of just dress up a t-shirt or you can add it to a little black dress whatever you are putting on for the day it can accessorize it and it goes really well with that and then the other thing that people are loving are the mod marble studs so we have a ton of statement um, earrings but we also have a lot of really cute studs, and these mod marble studs are this made from this gray and white marble in Vietnam. 
and they actually carve the marble just like you would see for like marble countertops or whatever. It's this beautiful, gorgeous marble and every pair is a little bit different because each part of the marble is, you know, it's not going to be replicated. It's not fake. So your pair is not going to look like the exact same as your friend who buys the same earrings mm-hmm. the same day. Every piece of marble is a little right. different. So it's got that unique, beautiful hue. Mm-hmm. And that those can go with anything. Those I wear constantly. Yeah. Those are the the ones where if I'm putting on like a ball cap and a t-shirt, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to add these yeah. just for fun. And they're neutral, but they're also beautiful. So those are the yeah. top three for sure. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah, so I'll post a link to the shop so that people can browse and look at all the gorgeous products. And then how can they learn more like if they are interested in hosting a trunk show or even maybe becoming an ambassador themselves, anything like that, or if they just want to connect with you, how can they do that? So I have a Facebook page um, separate for my noonday business and you can definitely reach out to me through that. And then you can also email me anytime and I'll have you put my email on there, but it's just Emily and chapel at Gmail. And I would love to connect with anyone who's wanting to host a show. I can host online shows, so it doesn't really matter where you live. Okay. If you have the internet, I can do it. And then if you're anywhere like where Mackenzie used to live near Illinois, then I can definitely drive and set things up. And even actually where Mackenzie lives now, we have family. So <laughs> we're in South Carolina often and we can do an in-home trunk show if that's something that you're really passionate uh-huh. about. Or I can set you up with an ambassador anywhere in the country who could host an in-show trunk show for you. And yeah, it's such a fun, it's such a fun way to get together with women, but also be doing something meaningful. Yes, I love it. I'm such a fan of Noonday and I'm such a fan of you and what you do. And just thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. I think it's super important to learn kind of about all of what Noonday does, like its missions and values And then also to get the awesome recommendations of such beautiful pieces because I'm obsessed with all of them. And if I could have them all, I would. So thank you. That's why I'm I'm an ambassador. Yeah, I know. And I've thought about doing that many times. But for now, I'll stick with hosting trunk shows and maybe down the road, I'll get to be an ambassador. But I love it. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us. And yeah, just for how you are helping to change the world because I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for sharing about Noonday. So, did you love it or did you love it? I told you Emily would make you a fan of Noonday, and I know I was right. I am so obsessed with this company. I love their values. There's just nothing I don't love about them. I love that they are about female empowerment, that they are helping marginalized people groups, that they are about keeping families together and supporting adoption when necessary, and that they are about sustainability and ethical practices. Honestly, I have nothing to critique about this company. And Emily feels the same way. I remember she told me once that she considers herself a critical person and she just can't find anything bad about Noonday. Isn't this a place that you would love to give your money? I always think about that when I'm shopping, that I would much rather support a company like this than give my money to some large corporation whose values I'm sure don't line up with mine. I really appreciated how Emily explained why shopping at places like Noonday and other B corporations and other fair trade certified organizations is better than just simply giving a donation. I think learning about the dignity involved with the practice is so huge and something we have to consider. 
I was shocked at the rate of unemployment in Uganda that she gave us as an example, 80%. I'm pretty sure that the US unemployment rate is somewhere around 4% and people really don't like that. I think it's a super cool method to be giving an opportunity to people who might not otherwise have them and helping them out through that avenue rather than just simply donating money. I was also really thankful how em for how Emily I was also really thankful for how Emily explained that we can always shop like this. It doesn't have to be such a huge lifestyle change. It doesn't mean that you have to cut out the stores that you normally shop at, but it just means being a little bit more conscious and reading the label before you buy. As someone who has been trying to transition to a conscious consumer lifestyle, I can tell you that it is not that difficult. It really isn't going to affect your life that much, and in the end, I really do believe that it does save you money. Whether or not I've convinced you of that, I really, really was convicted by the verse that Emily shared where Noonday got its name from. Isaiah 58:10 reads, And if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. I just think that's so beautiful and it's a responsibility that we all share. I firmly believe that we are supposed to stand up for the oppressed and a lot of that deals with how we shop. I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad, but simply to say we have a responsibility to start asking more questions and thinking twice before we make purchases. What Emily shared at the end is that if you make over $32,000 annually, you are in the top 1% of income earners in the world. That is probably most of us listening. So how are you using your responsibility? Again, it doesn't have to mean a total lifestyle change for you, but even just thinking about where you're shopping and what you're supporting with your money. I agree with her that we all have a responsibility to this. So how are you using yours? I also really enjoyed hearing about Emily's trip to Peru. I think it's so cool that she got to meet the people who are making this jewelry and these accessories, that she got to see how it's done, see the beautiful land they're using, and how they're sourcing their materials in responsible and ethical ways. I think it's awesome that Noonday seeks to use things that might otherwise go to waste or pollute our oceans and our land to make their jewelry out of. That's just so cool and something I totally want to support. I actually do own one pair of Noonday earrings. They are my favorite earrings ever. You've probably seen me wearing them before. And something that's really special is that they come out with new lines each season. And so the earrings that I own aren't even available anymore, which makes me feel really cool and vintage. But don't worry, there are still lots of amazing earrings available. Go check them out for sure. I'm a big earring type of girl and they have tons of awesome choices. But like Emily said, they also have some more classic pieces, pieces for everybody. Even if you're a male and you're listening to this, I'm sure you can find a great gift for a woman in your life. So don't pass them over, go check out their website. Like Emily said, you can also support Noonday by hosting a trunk show. And that is the case no matter where you live. Even if you don't have a ton of friends around you and you wanna do an online show, Emily can help you do that or you can do one locally in your area with an ambassador who lives near you. There are tons of awesome options. I've thrown a trunk show myself and they are so fun and it's a great way to get people educated on shopping better. Don't forget to leave a rating or review before you go and also make sure you subscribe to the show because I have tons of awesome content coming for you and that is the easiest way to make sure you're getting it as soon as it's available. 
As we launch into 2019, I have interviewed some awesome guests where we're talking about topics that are really gonna help you to start your new year off right. So you don't wanna miss that. Make sure you're subscribed. And until next time, be thinking about ways that you can use your responsibility to make an impact on this world. Be thinking about how you can change the way that you shop, even just minor little changes to impact somebody's life in a positive way and keep seeking to get enlightened. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Holidays for whatever you're celebrating. I would love to connect with you. I can't wait to hear from you and I will see you next time. Peace out.